Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. We are a bi-monthly podcast, so you guys can uh, catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts at. We're on Twitter at LCS Podcast, and we're on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast. And also check us out on our YouTube, just, uh, you know, look up uh, Lie, Cheat, and Steal Podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon, where we release two free episodes every month. That's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Anyways, my name is Pat Royce. I'm your host. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. I'm good. I do want to clarify. Our Patreon is not free. The episodes are not free. They're free with a $5 a month donation. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it. I I will get it right when it's... There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm out in the world. I'm outside of our house. You don't have now, your so. script handy. That was all off the dome, wasn't it? Yeah. I, oh boy, Zach could call me out. Then the script's right there. I could have been like, "Yeah, nah, yeah you fucked it up." Off the dome. You it was right it there. The text is tiny though, so give you me blew that. It. <laughs> uh, speaking of Zach, though, we are here with our friend here for part two of Texas Crooks with Zach Brooks, our boy Zach Brooks. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Cannot complain. To, I'm excited to be here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like the setup. We're doing like we're uh, like we're reading the news. That's, yep. Live live yeah. witness news. I like Uh, it. I'm like reporting in the field and you guys are the anchors. You're our field reporter. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming in live from Brooklyn, New York, on the ground. Kath, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, Yeah, it's scam ground zero out here. People be be scamming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm all right. Hell yeah. How's how's knitting going? Uh, Next to me. Okay, so... um, I started, so I was doing stockinette stitch, which is like, uh, it looks really nice, but it, it curls, it makes like a a tube. So I started trying to do seed stitch, but I, I fucked it up. So now it's like back to looking like crap at the top, but (laughs) you know, I'm getting there. Look how long it is. That is a journey. How long does the scarf (laughs) need to be? so this is like I've decided this is like my basically just where I practice. It's like my pra it's not gonna like be a thing because yeah. when I started I was so bad that it just like looks like shit. So <laughs> it's it's sort of scarf shaped, but it's more just a, a giant blob of fabric that I'm yeah, playing with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a sock for a real long foot. Well, that's the thing is like, it was going to be a scarf. And then I started doing this stitch without realizing that it would, it would like curl. So there's just like, it was a scarf. And now there's a part in the middle that's like a tube and then it becomes mm-hmm. a scarf again. It's not, it's I, not the most beautiful. It'll keep thing. your neck warm though. Yeah. yeah it'll keep yeah, your neck. Yeah. It's very nice. Like Merino wool. It'll, yeah. I, I'm not, not going to wear it as a scarf. It's just, uh, yeah. it's you pretty ugly. To, it doesn't have to look like the red barons. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> keeping your neck warm. <laughs> I just there's, have high hopes for the next one, you know? Yeah. It's cold out at the job site now. There's a guy that wears a scarf, like with all his construction gear. He also has That's a, cute. A scar- yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's killing it, man. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, as far as far as segues go, I mean, we this is the second part of a series, so a segue might be a little uh a, a bit much. But for anybody <laughs> listening to the last episode, we talked about Titanic Thompson. That's right. Yeah, uh, yes. amazing, prolific golf gambler, pro better, uh, just you know. Really all around uh, fun guy who really fit the mold of our podcast, and we have a few of these dudes that we want to cover. We're moving on to the second person in this three part series. Yeah. So maybe we've been really excited to talk about today. We're talking about Amarillo Slim. So Ooh, Amarillo good Slim, good name. Yeah, great name. That sounds like name. a 
that sounds like a fifteen dollar cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. tasty. Yeah, look at every long yeah. and skinny and has almost no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got <laughs> fucking a symbol of mezcal. And that's like, the ice out. <laughs> yeah, this this guy. So I I've been diving in to these dudes, and uh, we've got a lot of positive feedback on the Titanic Thompson uh stuff. I'm glad you guys liked it. This is like a whole universe, it's like a whole MCU of uh <laughs> of scammers out there. So this today we're talking about Amarillo Slim. So Amarillo Slim is an American gambler, pool hustler, and proposition better from, of all places, Amarillo, Texas. Believe uh, it or not. With his, yeah. So along with a small band of trusted associates, he took the game of poker, particularly Texas Hold'em variety, from the smoky back rooms of Texas gambling dens to the bright lights of Las Vegas. So Slim's connection to the criminal underworld was pretty pronounced in his early days, and his first business endeavors, which we'll get into, while they were skillfully executed, were nothing more than classic crimes such as bookmaking or black market bootlegging. However, Slim's ferocious wit and staggering intelligence and, this is important, all-consuming drive to win every time, yeah. regardless of the odds, would catapult him to the forefront of gambling and eventually place him as probably the most recognizable babyface of this game who helped legitimize the industry and make it to the mainstream multi-billion dollar enterprise that it is today. So we talked about this. We were talking the other night. We were like, uh, so Titanic Thompson was certainly one of like a little more criminal. He was always kind of, yeah. You know, like, like in that aspect of it, this guy became a baby face. Yeah. So this guy was less of, he came after Titanic Thompson and he was less of like a rough and tumble type. Like he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Like he, he had a, and, in a lot of ways, he had to be a little smarter than Titanic because he just didn't. He he was a, he didn't want to go to jail. He didn't want. Yeah. He was a little more straight laced in that sense. Yeah. As far as like outlaw of Texas gamblers, um, but yeah, I mean, he's still. I mean, he's up there with the best of them as far as the best in all the fields that he entered into. Because we'll get into it. He was a golfer. He was a pool hustler. He was a mm-hmm. car player. Uh, people talk about pool. They talk about this guy was probably in the zero point one zero point zero one percent. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. he did the some crazy shit. A, the concept of a baby face gambler is interesting to me. <laughs> I don't really like. I don't really watch competitive gambling. I don't. I don't go to casinos. I don't gamble. I not that I thought that like all gamblers were like bad or anything but the idea that there would be one that you like root for above all others as a good guy or something is like an odd concept that's this guy he was famous like when we get into like his like the 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 latter half of his career right he was like essentially a goodwill ambassador for the game he like yeah they they were they were bringing him on the tonight show you know Mm -hmm. he was on like guess my secret all these old tv shows uh he was just he had all like 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 almost like the swagger of a gambler commercialized right. for 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 mass consumption. Yeah, like sanitized show, a little bit. To, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he would show up. He had, he had a fucking he had a, a smooth shit talking game. Uh, he was mm-hmm. dressed to the nines every time he stepped out. You know, talk about boots emblazoned with Amarillo Slim. Right. Just, and he was like, and again, just like Titanic Thompson, six four, thin as a rail. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> and athletically, just like a freak of nature. But yeah. He definitely was like when they were trying to find somebody to kind of be the face of the World Series of Poker, and the and when they're mm-hmm. trying to get it to the masses, they didn't have like 
the group of guys they had to choose from, they like nobody wanted like you yeah. could you know they're just like they're all about to die from lung cancer from <laughs> right sitting and they're in probably like I got warrants and, out like I can't yeah, be yeah. on TV and they're just playing the, the tournament with a fucking paper bag on their head right <laughs> like I can't get my government yeah. name out there on Johnny Carson like yeah. Yeah. and a lot of them were like just kind of short and squatty and mad yeah. and angry like not somebody you wanted. On the Tonight Show, talking about poker, <laughs> not, they were like they were spokesmen. assholes. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not exactly, spokesmen at all. Exactly. Amarillo kind of fit the bill more than anything. Cool. He was the best option. Yeah, for sure. yeah, he was he was the best they had. I mean, he was a hell of a choice, man. Like, just like the the we'll get it. We have, we have a whole segment dedicated just to shit talking. Uh, <laughs> he was great at it, hell but yeah. he's he was a wordsmith, man. He was real slick. He was real smooth, but he did have that. Like, you can't just come out of this world and be good at it without having that background. You know? Absolutely. And yeah. he had that. And I think he even says, he, uh, there was a Texas Monthly interview where he was like, yeah, today's guys, they learned how to play watching computers. And he was like, or no, he said they play like yeah. computers. Uh-huh. And he was like, he's like, we, back when we did it, it was like you had to be an emotion. You had to understand things. And to understand people, you got to live a life. And this dude sure. lived a life. So we're going to we're gonna get into this guy's backstory. Yeah, so, tell me about it. Amarillo Slim. He was born Thomas Austin Preston, December 31st, uh, 1928 in Johnson, Arkansas. Which okay. he, he, Amarillo Slim, in his book, he kind of, he goes, I know I was born in Arkansas, but he, they moved like right where Yeah, yeah, me too. He was like, I'm from Texas, I swear to God. Don't. When he was an infant, his parents moved to Turkey, Texas. And uh, Texas has Turkey, the best Texas. town names. Yeah, yeah, Turkey, Texas. Turkey, Texas. Because it works in the damn. whole category of like Texas has foreign city or foreign city and country names, yeah. like Lebanon mm-hmm. and Paris and all that shit. But also it works that it's cool because it's just Turkey. You know, like, yeah, like, it's just Turkey. That's just cool. It's the only place There's, in Texas recently... that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a day of mourning for them. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I recently found out about a town in New York or a town in Vermont that uh, I drove through recently called Satan's Kingdom. That was what? Literally what it's called. <laughs> it's Satan's Satan. Kingdom. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was because they like couldn't. Kingdom, Vermont. It's because they like couldn't grow anything there or something like back oh. in the day. So they're like no. Satan's kingdom, but it's yeah. Sucks, it's clearly, so. this is the devil's temple. Yeah. Pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, like we said, Amarillo moved. Amarillo Slim moved to Amarillo when he was a baby, and he said that's a good thing because he said Amarillo Slim sounds a lot better than Turkey Tom or Arkansas Austin. Yeah, <laughs> a man who understands branding. Yeah, I don't know. Arkansas Austin kind of sounds. Arkansas like Austin's got a snap yeah. to it. Yeah, uh, me and my cousin Randy, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, shout out uh, Randy Bodes. But uh, we were always just send each other nonsensical phrases and words back and forth. And uh, the other day, I was like, hey, porn star name, Randy Anaheim. <laughs> that's pretty good. Ooh, that's like good. That. <laughs> yeah. that sounds yeah, like mighty- a character, um, uh, what's his name would play? Danny McBride would play Randy Yeah, 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 Randy Anaheim. What do you think Anaheim? I think the Mighty Ducks. So it's a porn mm-hmm. star, Randy Anaheim and the Mighty Cucks. Okay. I like it. Right, guys? Right? Yeah. Am I, yeah. Am I right? All just right. a whole just a whole team of hockey players yeah. just coming to your house. <laughs> and your wife's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, is that the 1994 Mighty, fucking not- Hartford Whalers? <laughs> <laughs> they are about to destroy everything you love. Mighty, not usually a word associated with cucks. So I think they were Yeah, the Mighty Cucks. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
You know, some of them, they got spirit. You know, say so you you watch your girl get railed enough, you develop a fighting a fighting spirit. Absolutely, um, you can't you can't you can't <laughs> get anything on those dudes. Things just bounce yeah. off of them. Imagine trying to like, like 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 get the drop on a cuck and any other thing of life, and he's, he's like, like, no, yeah. what did you rob me? Like some guy fucks yeah. my wife, give my wallet yeah. back, you asshole. Yeah. Take my wallet. I love it. I love getting yeah, robbed. Can I you just you did me around. a favor, yeah. buddy. Can I watch you spend the money? You That's earned that I money. I shit myself. You earned that money. So, Amarillo Slim was a cocky kid by all, uh, no pun intended. Amarillo Slim was a cocky kid. Uh, they said he was good at math, which that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And they said he, uh, he picked up a, a, hustle, a pool and started hustling in the, in the Mexican part of Amarillo as a teenager. So, real Billy the Kid vibes there, you know, crossing the, yeah. the, uh, the solidified racial boundaries. So the name Amarillo Slim, this is kind of cool. Again, clever. It's a reaction to the pool hustler Rudolph Wanderone, a.k.a. New York Fats, and later Minnesota Fats, who we all know. Mm, yeah, We've all sure. heard Minnesota Fats. He's He said, well, hell, if there could be a Minnesota Fats, why not an Amarillo Slim? Yeah. yeah, which is solid reasoning. You can't take that from me. I mean, yeah. I also, I feel like second draft, way better nickname. Minnesota Fats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good. That's not a good nickname. Amarillo Slim beats it by a mile. Well, yeah. Easy. There, yeah, Minnesota Fats had a lot of nicknames. None of them really good. Yeah, yeah. And none. Of, yeah. Also, Minnesota Fat actually fat. Actually Amarillo fat. Slim actually slim. Yeah. yeah. So it's good they weren't pulling the old switcheroo on us there. Not but also, ironic. yeah, it just feels like like I. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it feels like if uh, I was gonna get hustled by somebody, I would probably be less suspecting of a fat guy. Because I mean, you can't even manage your motherfucking diet, let alone a scam. You know, like, that, that comes from yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I definitely yes. associate like cunningness with like a skinny guy for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's like, you, how you, the so, that's how the fat guy scams you. You know, you don't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some mm-hmm. media icons. Oh, I'm just a dumb fat guy. I'm just, oh, boy, I'm, I keep on sweating from my tits. Is this your $5? You know? yeah. It's like, well, it's a game that's played around the table inside. Yeah, it's so perfect I don't think for it him. really, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's not like. So many documentaries I was watching about Amarillo Slim, it was like a lot of this, like, sport, uh, pool is a sport, not pool, but uh, uh, poker is a sport kept coming up. And it was like, it no, is. No, it's not. It's not. You know, like, it's not. Until fucking Clash of Clans is a sport, poker is not a sport. <laughs> I guess so. if chess is a sport. And, it's yeah, not. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's a game. It's not. There's a difference between a game and a sport. It's not a sport. I don't even think, I don't even think pool is... Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Billiards. Yeah. It's its own thing. Billiards is its yeah, own what's, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a sub sport. What did like George Carlin said like NASCAR is not a sport? It's like when riding the bus becomes a sport, NASCAR will be a sport. No, no, no. <laughs> it's true. So um so just like Titanic Thompson had gotten he got drafted into World War One, right? Mm-hmm. So our boy, and when he got drafted into World War One, what did he do? He took advantage. And our boy well, this is, Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So our boy Slim is no different. He got drafted to World War II. Bit of a generation gap there between the two. Mm-hmm. So Early in 1942, the, this is just a hell of a fact, the U.S. military offered an early graduation to any high schooler who enlisted in the armed forces. <laughs> like, Which is just damn. like you could get out of there when you're like, you're yeah. like one day you're in fourth period and the next you're just like yeah. they're handing you a gun. And you're like, yeah. all right, let's go. Slim was like, he goes, I mean, that was like three months of school. I took up on it. He was like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't want to do three right. more months of school. Yeah. Kids hate school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They would rather go to yeah. war. They'd rather be would... child soldiers. They're like, yes. get me the fuck out of here. I would skip school to go hang out with my dad at work, especially like uh, like when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I would skip school. He'd take me to work with him, and he would go to like use the army, and I would just go play on tanks and shit. And so I was like, yeah. That I does mean, not. That sounds wild. Yeah. <laughs> they just let Pat run around the tanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, He's well, got, there's barbecue sauce on the tank. <laughs> Man, who got chocolate on the damn tank? <laughs> Come on. It wasn't me. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, in many ways, went to war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of scenarios played out in my head. Yeah, 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 man. So Slim took the offer and joined the Navy. His first mission was transporting natives away from the Bikini Atoll nuclear test site. A grim assignment to be sure, but it's one Slim volunteered for. He did so because he knew the four-day voyage back to Hawaii would give him plenty of time to hustle his fellow sailors. Mm. So they were on a ship for four days. Poker was the game, and Slim played for three nights straight. He won so much money, he had to chuck all of his clothes overboard to make room in his duffel bag for all the cash. Hell Just yeah. naked and rich. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good problem to have. Yeah. Just in his drawers. <laughs> yeah, in his drawers, his counting money. We're like, yo, is that a stack of thousands in your pocket? Are you happy no. to see me? That's um, like, I feel like we've talked about this on this podcast before, but like, you know, like in movies when they're counting drug money or whatever and all the babes have to sit in their underwear so they don't like smuggle <laughs> uh-huh. it? Yeah. People who make movies must have been ecstatic when they found that out. When yeah. Like, oh yeah. We have an excuse to put naked yeah. babes in a cocaine room. Life has right. never been better. This yeah, is, look, yeah. We have a license to print money. This is yeah. The, there's what just, we're going for. There's there's just some PA with like a, a powder sugar swifter over. <laughs> let me just dust you off there, darling. Go ahead and take your seat. Yeah, you're on a conference call with Paramount. You're like, look, I think we do need to do a close up of the cocaine on the nipple. I, I that's think just that's me. just me. But <laughs> yeah. that's historically accurate. And you got to remember that. Do we want to be historically accurate or do we want to make the wrong movie? (laughs) So his ship was decommissioned soon after the mission. And he found himself stationed at Tongue Point Naval Air Station in Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. Another good Uh, name. Bad things went on at Tongue Point. Tongue Point. Uh, Next to Fort Dix, New Jersey, voted horniest military base name. Um, Yeah, third place Fort Bliss, El Paso. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So shore leave was pretty lax, and Slim found himself with plenty of time to shoot pool and place bets in nearby Portland. His first big wager was on the 1946 World Series between the Boston Red Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals. Shout out Nick Savarino. Uh, Slim had 30 Gs on the Sox, but a hesitation by a shortstop named Joe Pesky pitching to home cost the Sox the win, and it cost Slim nearly $400,000 in today's money. So that's a... Huge loss. It's a rough loss. Damn. It might be the last loss he ever took. Yeah. Like, like, aside from some small tournament losses, like, this dude, he corrected the course after this. Absolutely. I, he was one of the rare is, ones that. This is a small he, detail. He just but didn't I, lose. I need to point this out. Did you say the guy's name was Joe Pesky? Like, Joe Pesky, yeah. Like, like Joe Pesci, I guess? Yeah. Like, I never like thought P-S-K-I? about that. Joe Pesky? That's like, what, yeah, they just said pesky. Okay. I was listening to something. I didn't, I didn't write it down. I yeah, want to believe pesky. it's Joe Pesci. I want to believe Joe yeah. Pesci lost him four hundred thousand dollars. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah, sorry, he hesitated because he was. Yeah, he hesitated because he was five foot one. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Slim took it in stride, but he made the decision to never again bet on sports without inside information, and he spent the rest of his life looking for that edge. Uh, or as he put it, he wasn't looking to fly by the seat of his britches. Uh, so according to Slim, he didn't believe in luck. He believed that in life you make your own luck. Not a, not an uh, incorrect fucking assumption. People so, who cheat love that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yep. their favorite saying. You make your own luck, honestly. <laughs> so after the war, Slim was discharged from the Navy, and he returned home to Amarillo with over a million cash in today's money. Hell yeah. uh, so he comes back, yeah, just just loaded. Within months, almost all of it was gone. It, he spent it on, as he said, 
chasing the broads and buying fast cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love to see a guy spending the money right. But sure. as he tells it, he was unfazed because he was young and he still had the op- the ability to go out and make more money. So his next now this this ventures back into my home territory where I was playing on tanks that was on military bases in Germany, and that is where Slim made his next score. So Slim had heard tales of a thriving black market in post-war Germany and decided that that was as good as a place as any to earn back his fortune. So Slim rejoined the military, this time serving in the Army. Now, the Army was well aware of Slim's talent for pool, and so he was assigned to the Special Services Division, where all he did was travel from base to base and do weekly pool shows, entertaining troops with his pool shots. That was it. That's all he did. That's literally all he did. Best that job in the rocks. military. Yeah. They were like, yeah. look, yeah. you're too good for morale. We can't like put you in harm's way. You're just, yeah. you're our own one-man USO right now. Just if you remember Titanic Thompson, he didn't leave the country. Well, he, well, this guy, obviously, he's in Germany, but Titanic Thompson also, it was like, you're just smart. Yeah. Stay here. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one thing, like, I like I, I you know the U.S. military. It's like you walk in that bitch, you got a head on your shoulders. It, I don't know. It feels like you could kind of be like just sidestep all the whole bullet catching aspect of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. seems like it. I think in both both situations with Titanic and Amarillo, they just got in good with an officer or somebody above them, and they were just I would able, imagine yeah. they were just able to kind of like coast in that way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, with Slim, it was. He was really just so inter- – it was so entertaining to watch him do trick shots and stuff, stuff that was easy for him that – Yeah, yeah, the- just, yeah, just do it. My sister dated – when she was in the Air Force, she dated a guy who was in the Army uh, band, and he yeah. played the trumpet. And he, that's all he did. He just went around playing the trumpet in the Army. That dude had a, a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he fucking broke up with my sister. He's, he was going places. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Is Look, I play, that- I play electric guitar for the military now, so um- – <laughs> It's interesting to me that these gambling guys, like, I just, every time we do this show, I think about, like, charisma and how, like, these guys are famous gamblers, which is something that, like, um, the episode that will have come out in the past and will, we are recording in the future uh, that I'm going to do is about the lottery. And, like, uh, just with gambling and stuff, it's supposed to be somewhat random, right? I mean, it's, like, maybe chance, but there's a, a huge luck element of it. And, like, in a way, these guys did they did get lucky because they were born with all of this like charisma and natural ability. And so like even though they were in charge of their own fates in the sense that they like, you know, Titanic Thompson practiced all of these uh, skills so that he could uh, win bets. And like this guy uh, only bet on sports when he had insider knowledge. but like the the fact that you have the people skills and the charisma and the like talent to, complete these things to get the insider knowledge to like swindle people into these bets like that is luck that is a form of luck yeah like you can learn yeah, it like to some extent the life lot like, yeah 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 the brain lottery yeah sure the brain yeah, lottery. Yeah, yeah. you were born born smart enough to find that edge because most people <laughs> try most gamblers try their entire life to find that edge and they just right. don't know yeah, yeah, did you like yeah, the phrase degenerate gambler exists for a reason. You know, it's just like guys who never realize like this is ain't for me, man. I yeah. I wouldn't man, that would be interesting. I, I thought I talked about the movie Intacto in the last one, but it's like if somebody mm-hmm. would have found that like luck, I don't know, if you could somehow quantify that and found out it was genetic, <laughs> that would be like that'd be a wild thing to Sure. So yeah, some folks I don't know, some things, yeah, people just 
It happens. I, I had a friend, my boy Turtle. He'd never gotten drunk. Things would always come down to the wire. He got popped for a DUI right in front of our fucking crib. And he gets taken in. Hour later, he's like, come pick me up. We're like, what? What do we mean? He goes, 0. 0.07, baby. Like, he just, just barely yeah. under. Yeah, always. Yeah, just, just always got away, man. So he was assigned to the Special Services Division. But so he traveled from base to base. So this was his only job. And it left him with plenty of time and opportunity to sell his goods on the black market. Man, and it's so, also like, so funny that this was in the army because, like, this guy's just going around doing pool trick shots and shit. And then he goes back, and people are like, Thank you for your service, sir. And he's yeah, like, Yeah, oh, it's yeah. An honor. Like, oh, yeah, he all didn't those do veteran it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you shit. fought for our freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his two jobs in the military were driving natives from their uh, nuclear test site that they <laughs> right. were building. From their homeland that they lived from on. From their homeland. Evacuated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically running the Jeep on the Trail of Tears, wherever that is. <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he comes back into the military for the sole purpose of hustling people in the military. And then his job is just shooting pool. Shooting pool. So that's yeah. perfect. Per- oh, Hell great. Yeah. You're going to have a, you'll have a table there for me? Yeah, that's yeah. going to make this a whole lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, man. He, uh, so, like, so, you know, like, uh, Zach, this is one of the things that we had talked about the other night. Basically, like, he had, like, he had a lock on, like, just, you know, standard items that everybody wanted. There's shit that's scarce in wartime. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. in Germany, it's, I, I mean, literally anything you can think of gas, cigarettes. Cigarettes was a big one. Yeah. Stockings. Even when I, when I was there in the 90s, uh, the, my mom smoked and she had a ration card every month. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's like if you went over, like you had to imagine because they didn't want you just buying these cheap ass cigarettes because cigarettes and still at that point were expensive as hell in Germany compared right. to our prices. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Um, yeah. He was able to just, I mean, it's a classic. Like he found an in on getting these goods wholesale and cheaper. He bought, he bribed the, uh, the post exchange, the people who got the goods in to begin with, because everything's rationed out yeah. to certain people. He would buy people's rations. He would mm-hmm. stock up and get yeah, a wholesale yeah. volume, and then he would just start moving it around Germany. It's classic buy low, yeah, yeah, sell yeah. high. Yeah, buy for one, sell for two, yeah. man. He said, yeah, nylon stockings were the one that he gave the price breakdown on the thing that I watched. And yeah. Was- he got them for 38 cents wholesale and then resold them for 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's in the 40s. That's, yeah, in that's 140 bucks today. Yeah. For like imagine like spending $5 and selling something to make a $135 profit. That's a nice markup. Yeah, yeah. That's yo, a he, nice he, markup. You should have broken down like yo per leg, baby girl. You got to <laughs> per leg. That's crazy. Put the too, other leg like, on layaway. <laughs> nylon's like they don't last. Like they run. That's like the main thing about nylon. Oh yeah. Is that they yeah, run. yeah. Like I just feel like it's amazing women didn't like cuz you know, it by like the I would say the late 80s women were like we're not fucking wearing these anymore. And yeah, yeah, realizing yeah. that they cost $10 in the 40s, it's like why didn't they get rid of these sooner? Like that's Yeah, yeah. Insane. But good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, like the only thing so yeah, he's he's run all this shit. And the only thing he lacked to help transport his goods was cars. Right. Mm. And that was where, like, so Slim placed a large wager on the 1948 GI World Series between the, is, yeah, the 101st yeah. Airborne and the 547 Engineers. And yeah, he remembered he was like, so back in you know, the 1946 Major League World Series, he, he was like, I, I lost because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Right. So he's determined to not enter this game without an edge. So a few nights before the game, he took a he took a few superstar players from the five four seven engineers out to dinner at the Excelsior Hotel, wines them, dines them. After a few hours, he's asked a question. He goes, 
you boys ever had any money? <laughs> they were like, Hell and they yeah. said, no, sir, they hadn't. And so Slim smiled. And he's like, well, you got a chance to make some. And so he went on to ask him if they could still win the series if they lost the first game. And he was like, they were like, yeah, of course we'd do that. So they were like, all right. So they said they could. And Slim was like, I told him to make sure. He goes, hey, play your asses off that day. Just never hit the ball out of the infield. Right. And he's like, if you do that, we'll see it to you. You would get some money. You know, and uh, so most of the money was bet on the first game. And when it was all said and done, Slim had fell- swindled his fellow service members out of a lot of money. But also on top of that, a lot of them had put their vehicles up as bets. Uh. And so, yeah, and they, a lot of them owned Jeeps. He said it was, he said it was about 22 cars, mainly Jeeps. And, but he mainly so he, has a he got fleet the fleet now from this. Yeah, he has a fleet he now. He has a fleet of trucks to move his goods. And the big thing about that game was um, the military was already – Integrated basically, yeah, so this was yeah. the, this was the military World Series. Basically, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was everybody. If you if you got a platoon, you got a team, and you can you know you get to the World Series. The uh, five four seven engineers, I believe, were there was an all black team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're going against the hundred first Airborne, and everybody was like, and this was before uh, Major League Baseball was yeah. integrated. So everybody was like. I oh, mean, wow. the, and and the military had all the money on the five four seven engineers because they were like, yeah, we've seen now we've seen, yeah, yeah, people, <laughs> yeah. It's like there's no those got, white boys had no chance. Yeah, yeah. Those, right. like there was just no way. And so everybody was like, we're betting on the engineers first game. They're going to take the whole thing. Like it's it's clear. And then, I mean, the engineers knew that too because they were like, "Yeah, we'll still win if we lose the first." Yeah, yeah, game. yeah. We can lose. We the can first lose game. the first one. We're Get gonna win the bread. next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna win the next five. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's so funny because like I always like I, I think about whatever I, we cover figures from history. You know, say so you always want to like you always want to assume the best of them, but it feels like somebody that's in like in the league of criminality, not even criminality, but just. Someone who has to understand human nature the way that a gambler has to understand human nature. Sure. I you would like to think they're a bit of a they're a little ahead of, ahead of the curve. Like that must not mean as much to them as the other person because they understand. Sure. That, like, no, all people suck. Like for me, my changing moment was working at the pawn shops. I don't know my changing moment, but like I, I worked at the pawn shops and I saw everybody be shitty. I saw everybody just be bad. Yeah. And I saw like the worst side of everybody. And I was sure. like, yeah. So I wonder if like if you're a gambler, if that's like, if you're just like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I work outside of society's conventions a- around race and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah I could be romanticizing it. Who the fuck knows? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely a thing of, it's definitely a thing of, especially with gamblers like Amarillo or Titanic. It's like, they're not your normal, like, I'm going to put a bet down. I think it's going to hit. I'm pretty, they're, like, not going to do anything yeah. unless they feel like it's for sure. Yeah. Like, especially after taking a loss. Like that, the one he took on the last yeah, half, one. Fucking half a mil. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, I'm just, and so it's like, yeah, it's all, it's yeah. all, it's more fraud than rolling the dice or gambling or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Or even being good at poker. I mean, it's like, there's things that poker players do, like, Amarillo does later with his buddies that are like, yeah, they're cheating technically, yeah. but yeah. oh, yeah, when they, they form the fucking the, yeah. the, the triumvirate, yeah, we'll yeah. Get, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, uh, I so, just want to say, I we've been we are already at thirty minutes, so uh, if we're gonna do two tonight, this probably has to be like an hour five. So okay, yeah, just, right, just right, want to yeah, keep yeah, that so in got, mind. Th- yeah, 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 we're yeah, we're good, we got that. Okay, hey, cool. You, uh, I just want to make you sure. Hand me a Lone Star. Yeah, yep, yep. You can mark that for us, Josh. I got it. Oh, thank you, Ken. I figured I just, uh, you know, I keep derailing, so I wanted to make sure. Uh, no, no, 100%. We're able to do it. All okay, right. cool. 
Yeah. Three, two, one. So this is one of the few things, though, rigging the, the GI World Series that Slim ever publicly expressed regret over. He said it wasn't proud of he wasn't proud of it, but it was good for him. Uh, he finds a morally shaky solace in the fact that he didn't throw the game. He just paid to have it done. He was like, <laughs> oh, I just thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't really do it. I paid That's to do it. That's a wild justification. That is wild. It's like, yeah, man, yeah. you weren't yeah. in the 55, 73rd engineers or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. All right, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That all, yeah, that's also a little Justin Timberlake throwing Whitney, uh, you know, saying, throwing fucking Janet Jackson under the bus, you know what I'm saying? He's like, wasn't my oh, titty. I didn't do it. Oh, yeah, hey, it wasn't my titty, goddamn it. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so he just said, I paid to have it done. That to him carried some weight. So Slim's black market operation soon caught the attention of authorities, and Slim decided to return stateside. When he arrived back to his home country, he was 19 years old and already he was a millionaire seven several times. He was over. 19 when he got back. 19, he was yeah. Doing all but by this the, all teenager. this happened by 19. Yeah, because wow. he graduated from high school early. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, Damn. it wasn't okay. even. Oh, he was old enough to drink then. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, below today's drinking age. He was old enough to do heroin then, but yeah. 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 <laughs> and all this. All this was having bounced back from a previous massive bankruptcy at just 16. Uh, he yeah. lost a fortune most people wouldn't accumulate at 16. Right. was like, well, fuck it. Let me get back <laughs> yeah. out here. And then did it overseas. Like, that's just some <laughs> G mm-hmm. shit. He said that he carried home 300 grand in cash uh, in a knapsack and wired the rest. So on his way back, Slim stayed in New York. That was the point of entry for American troops coming back to the U.S. And it wasn't uncommon for GIs to hit the pool hall to try to double their paychecks sure. on the way back. So Slim was like, he got right in there. He's like, I'm going to take care of these guys. But Slim had somebody waiting for him in those same pool halls. The old guy, Ralph, Ru- I'm sorry, Rudolph Wanderone, a.k.a. Minnesota Fats. If you recall, Minnesota Fats is mm-hmm. Emerald Slim's nickname, kind of a cue off Minnesota Fats. Now, Zach, you tell us a few things about Minnesota Fats, right? Yeah, uh, Minnesota Fats was, I mean, he, he, had ne- he never won like a major pool tournament or title, but was by far the most like recognizable pool player in that entire probably of all time. Honestly. Yeah, you think that you seek Minnesota Fats. I would say and his nickname was not his first nickname he actually got from Titanic Thompson, um, because in the twenties in New York, uh where Minnesota Fats is from, he was playing uh a well known pool shark named Smart Henry. And yeah, that is that is so tight. <laughs> yeah, Smart Henry, and he he beats Smart Henry out of so much money. Titanic Thompson starts calling him Double Smart, <laughs> which you know Titanic really didn't spend too much time on that. Yeah. I mean, just like, Thinking. You're double smart. He's <laughs> like you're you're double the size. You're double, double smart. smart. Good yeah. for you, buddy. But you, you turn smart Henry into dumb Hank. You know. What yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he ended up having a lot of nicknames. Um, so after double smart, he got New York. They called him New York Fats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he has also had Broadway Fats, Chicago Fats, <laughs> triple smart baby. Fats, triple smart. They fats. gave they threw another smart on there. <laughs> At some point. Boy, at one point, if you get smart enough, why are you still fat? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and uh, he, hated the, he hated the name Minnesota Fats. Really? He really did. So the reason he got that nickname is uh, the 1961 movie The Hustler with Paul Newman. My, Which Amarillo Slim is, is, is in a scene in that. He is in a, yeah, yeah. He is in a scene yeah. in that. Um, 
uh, starring Paul Newman. Paul Newman, yeah. the most handsome man that has ever lived. <laughs> and I agree with you entirely. Just I love him can't um, beat it. so much. Um, but yeah, so a character in that movie, um, the guy who wrote it, I can't remember his name, but uh, wrote a character named Minnesota Fats. And the character is basically Minnesota Fats. He was known for or New York Fats at the time. He was known for a lot of gamblers will like uh, kind of try to trick you, try try to convince you to bet in a certain way. Minnesota Fats would just piss you off so much that <laughs> it just rattled you. Yeah. Like you, you just he would just talk shit while you're shooting, make you so mad that you put everything on the line and try to beat him. <laughs> He's just running his mouth constantly. I love that's I love the psychology of this. That yeah, yeah. They, they, they said that it's possible. <laughs> yeah, so there's two ways to go about it. It's either you're kind of clever, you're kind of sneaky, you make little remarks or whatever, or you're just talking shit the whole time yeah. to yeah. where the person's so mad that they're going to miss or they're going <laughs> to bet in a way that's not smart. Um, but yeah, so uh, after that came out, he was like, that's based on me. The guy who wrote it was like, no, it's not. Later they found in the original, like uh, his writing, the script, that he had raced new uh New York fats and wrote Minnesota. <laughs> so it's, it was based on it was based on him, but he hated the name so much. But the movie was so popular that he just had yeah. to adopt it. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm Minnesota fat. Yeah, a guy that grew up in New York is like, yep, I'm Minnesota fat. <laughs> like, no, oh, you're Minnesota fat. That sucks. Yeah, he has to rep a place yeah. that's like the opposite of the place yeah. he's actually from. That sucks. He's like, man, I, I would have rather double smart. That was a good one. Stop it, double smart. Well, you could just stop the nickname progression in its tracks. Like this can't go any further or else it's going to get derogatory. Let's not add fat onto it. Yeah, that would yeah. be ideal. What if, yeah, what if we called you New York Fat Fat? You know, <laughs> Just Fat Fat New York Fatty. What about that? I so, don't know why you anyway. have to say fatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, feel, yeah I feel there's a little too much use of fatty in there, I'd say. So Minnesota Fats is arguably the best pool player of all time by a wide margin. And uh, also one of the best shit talkers of all time, as you said. At one point they said that uh, – that him and him and uh, Emerald Slim played an uh, exposition game later in their careers, and he was like, uh, and Emerald Slim beat him, but it's all for publicity. And Minnesota fans is like, you son of a bitch, you want publicity, you should set yourself on fire. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> just, yeah, going <laughs> for it. Pretty slick. So the two squared off, and Fats came. Fats whooped his ass. Fats like like just beat him straight out because Fats was that good. He's better this than Emerald. This is back Slim when he's nineteen. This is when he's nineteen. Yeah, he's ni- yeah nineteen years old. He's young. Yeah. Okay. So he loses a lot of money to him. But Slim, being smart, was like he had he had all that money from Europe. He's like, I need to get the hell out of here. So he dips and he goes back to Amarillo. And at first, Minnesota Fats is like, Yeah, I ran his ass out of town. And he starts hearing about how much money he had on him. He's like, Wait a minute, he's got more money. Oh, yeah. So he didn't even put a dent in how yeah, much money. Yeah, he didn't he had. even put right. a dent in it. Yeah, like he, he was knew like, when to quit. So, That's why he's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking uh, Fats. Travels to Amarillo <laughs> and was like, "What's up?" And that's the thing about being in this game is that like you can't turn down a match. It's not like one of things where you get all this money. You know, you got to get all this money, and then you also like if somebody says, "Hey, play for it," got to like, put it on the line. Yeah, you got yeah. you have to because like for them, it's it's it's. It, I'm not saying it's not about the money because this guy loves money, but it's about like I played every time I was called out and I still won. Right, right. Like, it's you an can't, honor. You game. can't take one out. Yeah, it's a yeah. big big time. So he goes back. So. Uh, Slim was like, man, I gotta, I gotta think of something, and so Slim was like, well, he had no idea what the things I could do with a pool stick, which, or no, I'm sorry, with a broomstick. Oh yeah. So yeah, so Emerald Slim, just like Titanic Thompson, practiced all these weird ass implements of playing a game. He had been practicing shooting pool with a broomstick. Okay. And, yeah, and like, 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 and yep. he, yeah, we're take it off with that one, like, yeah, no. So he, um, just yeah, just like 
it's the classic prop bet where it's like, oh, I'll, okay, I'll beat you, but I'll do it doing this. But it's like mm-hmm. you don't know that I've been – I've tried it on different – the different broomsticks that are available. Right. <laughs> I've got all my bases covered they had completely. A, a dude, shoot, they, 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 I watched a documentary where they got, a, they got a pro trying to shoot pool at a broomstick, and he was just like, this is insane. And they brought out, at the time the documentary was made, Slim was still alive. He was in the documentary. And he came out, and he's just sinking shot after shot. And this, like, top 10 yep. money winner couldn't this do it. Like- so he bet fats. This is like uh, those documentaries where they like try to figure out how they built the pyramids, you know, and they're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, they're like have all these like PhD students trying to recreate, like hauling the giant rock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like if the guy who built the pyramids was still alive to just be like, yeah, no, nah, man, like we just this. did this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it so was, he, so it he, was aliens the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he told him that he could, he was like, I could sink four. Or, uh, I can sink four before you can sink eight. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He goes, uh, I've been, yeah, I can sink four balls with a broomstick before you can sink eight with a pool stick. And Fats is like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And Slim cleared him out. He nice. sent him packing. He had to go back to New York. He, he de- depleted his bankroll because, again, honor code shit. Fats can't be like, nah, fuck it, regular pool. He's like, no, yeah. this is what I charge you. At. And also, <laughs> it's pretty generous. I'm saying you got you. Can, I could get four with a broomstick. Right. And he, he broke his ass with that. So... Yeah. That was a nightmare. Um, so at this point, as the 1940s turned to the 1950s, Amarillo Slim began to settle down a bit. He married. He had two kids. He needed money coming in, but he also didn't want to ever get a job. As he put, <laughs> women told me that when a man works, he sweats. And when he sweats, he stinks. And women don't like stinky men. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah I guess Yeah, that's... women love a lazy guy. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. famously. That's, what I've, that's yeah. what I've heard. Dude, a lazy guy who can just hand over the debit card. In the, like I that. mean, like, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he says, so he didn't want to leave gambling life, but good pool games were becoming hard to come by in Amarillo simply because people refused to play him. So, he had never been huge on poker aside from that Hawaiian cruise in his early Navy days. But one day, while in Midland, Texas, he stumbled across a high stakes game and met Doyle Brunson and Sailor Roberts. Now, these guys are tertiary characters. I think, no, we're going to do Biddy Binion. These guys we won't end up covering. But just give us a quick rundown of these cats. Yeah, these guys were uh, Sailor Roberts and uh, Dora Brunson. They were both uh, from Texas. They played on the Texas circuit. They were rounders. They went around. They played the high stakes games. Same same route that Titanic Thompson went on. Same mm-hmm. as Amarillo. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they went on. Doyle Brunson went on to win like ten World Series bracelets. I think Sailor Roberts got two of them. Uh, Doyle was the went on to be the first guy to win a million in poker tournaments. They oh, were wow. they all became kind of big names in the World Series Early of Poker, names, which yeah. hadn't been invented yeah. yet. But when Amarillo clicked up with them, um, the first game I think the first game that he played with them, Amarillo like hadn't played poker in since like yeah, yeah, since, yeah, since kid, he was yeah. yeah he'd been playing pool the whole time. But once you beat Minnesota Fats with a broomstick, nobody's gonna play you. <laughs> Right, that is, you have to get all his money because you're not going to be able to make any money doing that anymore because that's your last pool prop bet, you know? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he he whooped these dudes in the first round. I don't say whooped them, but he definitely he, he took them for all they were worth. He sent them home packing, and but on the way out, he said, "Hey, yeah," because he left them penniless. He was like, "Hey, y'all need any money?" And one of them said, uh, "You're me, the son of a bitch that didn't want any money." Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, That's a good, very good correct bit. statement. So Slim, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Slim gave him twenty five hundred bucks, about thirty grand each. 
And this is what's known as walking money or bus money. It's yeah. a sign of respect among gamblers. A little walking and, around cash. Yeah, if you yeah. send somebody walking with something, it's like, hey, I don't hate you. This is this, 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 the other just person. The game, just yeah. So the pair appreciated the gesture. As soon as they arrived home, they paid him back. Now, this is the start of a long-lasting friendship between the three. There was a lot of risk in being a traveling poker player. Aside from the very real threat of losing everything at the table, you can get cheated, arrested, robbed, or worse. And so the three decided to form a partnership. And he said this is kind of like where it's like, kind of like not cheating, but like the pair would split right. everything, wins and losses, even if they're not at the same table. Right. And the alliance was far from a secret in the community. And, but Slim denies the, they, they were playing the same game. He goes, we never signaled. We never cheated. Yeah. I, 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 I want to believe that, but also it's like, why would I believe that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, like, I mean, isn't the non-cheating version of this like fairly common in poker, where you have like a stable of gamblers that like all work together? Is that not? I that would be. So. I mean, that would be like uh, counting cards and like blackjack and stuff, like working together as far as signaling. Like with poker, no, not. It is si- like- I'm not talking about signaling. I mean, like. Like oh. a group of gamblers that are all staked by the same person, and like oh yeah, like that, kind that of happens thing, where they have like yeah. collective, like they share the wins and yeah. losses and stuff. They just I, like, yeah, never, where they can't I, play I've, each other, and you know yeah. I right. know a couple guys that play poker like and, uh, that I've been met throughout the years, and they've been like, I these guys fuck, bankroll my shit, and I go in and, and play. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a game where you're playing against everybody else, so of course you can make alliances in some yeah. way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and well, I tell think me, tell these, me I can't be friends with this was America, <laughs> right? <laughs> and these three these, these three guys became so close that I don't think they probably even really had to signal. I think they kind of just, just knew, knew each other, knew yeah. the way that they played, knew that when Slim raised that much, that Slim's got it, let Slim take it. Yeah, yeah. Or you raise a little bit, get him. To, like they're all thinking yeah. that they're sharing philosophies it or, and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They they all together actually parlayed this into a successful bookmaking operation as well. So they were they, they, they so they you know he, again he wasn't above just straight up criminality he definitely got in the book <laughs> right he definitely took bets yeah, yeah for sure uh, somebody one time a cop asked him um, he, he said Slim had never copped the title of bookmaker publicly he once told a judge that he speculated on the outcome of athletic events sure I think that's the best definition yeah of it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was uh-huh. a shit talker man just some good ones uh, the Texas Monthly guy that that did a, a game with him in an article that I read. Uh, he, the, the, the editors gave him a hundred bucks and were like, this is what you play him with. And he got him for 98 of them. And when he found Damn. out he didn't get the last two, he goes, oh man, did I leave you with $2? I thought I'd bet it all. You better make a stand. You know, Custer did, but of course that poor son of a bitch got massacred. So you can only imagine what's fixing to happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, saying stuff like that that gets people to go, fine, yeah, here's yeah, the $2. Yeah. <laughs> He said, man, you done threw the ball plumb over the fence. You're a long way from home. You don't know nobody, and you're probably hungry. Damn. <laughs> Heaters. He, he told a guy he'd have more luck if he spent more time plowing his field and less time hanging out at the pool hall. Uh, he once called a pair of queens, Siegfried and Roy. That's a good one. That's a good bit. That's just a classic bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, poker was dangerous, you know, like – uh, traveled from town to town. You had money on you. Uh, there was an Atlanta incident. What is the one where I want to say we're talking about the criminality of this guy? Like he was a babyface, but he wasn't above it. Yeah. And he said, uh, after a game in Atlanta, Slim got attacked by three robbers in his hotel. Mm-hmm. They beat him up, tied him up. He laid there for 15 hours, banging his head against the wall until a Fuck. hotel maid came and found him. When cops came to ask him about it, he refused to give any information. And he dealt with the guys on his own, or as he put it, he goes, "I caused them fellows a deal of misfortune." <laughs> and this yeah. is not how he said it. He goes, 
One of them turned himself in for protective custody, was found hanged in his uh, jail cell in Kansas City, and Slim said, I'm sure he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, one of them was found outside Pecos, Texas. Slim said he must have run through a fence because he had a bad incision on his neck. <laughs> yeah. The other one was in Puerto Aransas, and as Slim puts it, he said, oh, he must have come into some weight before stopping himself and simply saying, you know what? I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, I didn't, I didn't write the rest of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he must have come into a weight on his foot and fell into the, oh, you know what? Actually, I, <laughs> I murdered him. I killed him. I for sure so, killed him. <laughs> yeah, totally. So eventually the three would hit Vegas, and they took Texas Hold'em with them. And they were good at you know reading people, reading table talk, talking shit, bluffing. Uh, they'd become friendly with oppo- opponents to keep them coming back. As Slim said, you can shear a sheep many a time, and he'll reproduce, but you can only skin him once. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, then he goes and very seldom do the sheep slaughter the butcher. Yep. And so this kind of comes down to the 1972 World Series of Poker. Mm-hmm. Which Slim wins. He's the first winner, correct? That's the first one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And, and he like he came in up there, and he was talking about, again, he's a teetotaler, just like Titanic Thompson. No booze, mm-hmm. no cigarettes, no smokes, no drugs. Yep. Got to keep and your wits like, about you with around these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take and he was like, money. now they take they take breaks and shit. He was like, at this point, he's like, dude, we just played. until you know, we just played for hours on end. And he said that like, other guys were like taking drugs and shit. And he said, they come back, they're all fucked up. And he's like, well, it's better for me. Yeah. I, I can scam you better. So after the 1972 World Poker, World Series of Poker, he becomes a celebrity. He's all over TV shows, magazine covers, movies. He became the face of gambling. As he called it, he was the Muhammad Ali of poker. Uh, yeah. And then this it's gets huge. him into the prop bet thing. And he did these fu- he did these crazy proposition bets of people. And uh, yeah. yeah, like, like yeah, so he would do I and mean, I imagine this is him like kind of just already crushing it and just Having fun. He's started doing Titanic Thompson style like prop bets. Like he did um he challenged like a uh it was like a ping pong champion from uh Korea, I believe. Yeah. Um but he challenged him, but he gets to pick the paddles and he <laughs> did it with uh oh well first he did um the tennis player that was it was Bobby um, Bobby Riggs Bobby Riggs the guy who did the, the famous uh, versus Billie Jean King yes yeah the, yeah the, the, the battle of the sexes the battle of the yeah. sexes tennis match he was like I get to I get to pick the paddles and uh, he was like okay that's fine and he picked frying pans and he <laughs> Bobby Riggs yeah. At Can you tennis. imagine seeing this guy like practicing for all these stupid fucking prop bets? You'd be yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> for is hours. Doing? That's probably the, hours. the least cool he's ever looked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just out there playing with fucking for, broomsticks and fucking frying pans. For as cool as it is to win doing all that, you look lame for yeah, yeah. all of the practice. Um, and then it's he, like stand up. It's yeah. like yeah, you look cool yeah, eventually, but it's not, like stand up for not sure. So. He did the same proposition to a Korean ping pong player that somebody brought in. Like, this guy's the best. He's like mm-hmm. a champion. And they told him, like, get good with a frying pan, too, because Amarillo Slim this might guy pull knows. out a frying yeah, pan. Yeah, yeah. So he, he got to choose the paddles. Yeah, and he's like, all right, well, I'm good on the frying pan. I can play with them. And then Amarillo Slim shows up with two Coca-Cola bottles. <laughs> God, God, which is, God. Y'all which is even and he's like, not even paddle, paddle shaped. No, he's like, here's your paddle. And he had been like just up against a wall, just yeah. practicing with yeah. the empty Coke bottle. Also, it's like 
the seventies. It was like, was Coke even in Red China at this point? <laughs> He's like, he ain't got this. Oh, it's Korea. My bad. Apologies. Right. Um, well, and he would do like same thing with Titanic golf hustles, where like he would play somebody with a hammer. He only uh-huh. uses a hammer. Like throws the ball up to drive, hits it like a baseball, putts <laughs> with it, everything. And and he would do stuff like that. Where it's like it just seems impossible, but like turns out this guy has played eighteen holes with a hammer before. Yeah. <laughs> just in case times. it comes up. Yeah. 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 Dude, the, the, the wildest one that I saw that was almost jumping the shark. Like I couldn't believe this when it came up and when I was watching. Yeah. The white rotter rafting chip trip where so he he started getting into rafting and a card player, Jimmy the Greek, bet him that he was like, I bet you could can't bet that Whitewater raft at a, a river of my choosing, and he chose. It's called the River of No Return in yeah. Idaho. It's in Idaho. And Seems it's... like a good one for this bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although if and the so guy it, dies, it, he can't pay you. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you just killed. Oh, the money enemy. was like set up, ready to go. If oh he did yeah, die. yeah. But <laughs> there's a really good chance he was gonna die. Yeah, and he like so Slim went into it. And, like this is just again, this is kind of like always jumping the sharks. And Slim's like, well, all right. So he surveys it by helicopter. And it like goes by, and then he also builds a custom raft, and he gets Jacques Cousteau as a fucking consultant. <laughs> yeah, to make him a, it's a custom wetsuit that. So the big thing about the river was nobody had ever done it um, in the winter. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. a couple people had survived going through it. A couple like major rafters had done it, but only in the summer. This was like it's like all ice and yeah, yeah. Like it was. Like if you fall in, it's so he got a custom suit that would keep him, keep him from freezing to death for like fifteen minutes or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all the time he had if he went in. <laughs> and he had to use it because he, yeah. he had to jump in. There, their shit went upside down. He had to dive in with a rope around his belly and unhinge it and get it out of there. Uh, so he wins that. And I, so I think that counts that as was, rafting it? Is it just that he did it without dying? I think it was like you start a raft, you end in a raft, yeah. and, you, and you never okay. get out the river. He had to yeah. get to a certain point. He had to do the whole yeah. run. Got it. And it took him a couple days, I think. They had yeah, a yeah camp it, was like a four, it was like a four-day thing. And then again, that just seems like, 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 it just seems like season seven shit. Where you're just like, like, yeah, 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 now yeah, he's totally. whitewater rafting. <laughs> and it's really like, at that, at that point in his life, like a $31,000 bet is not anything compared to- Nothing. Yeah, his bankroll or what yeah. he's, how much he's made yeah. doing everything else. But he's like, okay, yeah, I'll just risk my because he doesn't want to turn down a bet. Can't do mm-hmm. it. Can't live with it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So Slim, uh, and then also there's the race of the horse where he said, "Oh, this is a so great one." He beats a horse. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's, he goes. Uh, I bet I can beat a horse in a foot race. <laughs> it's like uh, okay, it's a hundred yards is what he says. Hundred yard dash, and. Um, he takes everybody's action. He takes his money. They're at a like a horse race track. Mm-hmm. Like they're like they're with a p- professional horse that is a professional. Pro- horse. Prof- <laughs> this horse has a job racing. He's got glasses on. Yeah, <laughs> this is this horse's job is to race, and and Slim just runs. 50 yards, turns around and runs 50 yards back, yeah, and yeah. the horse doesn't have enough time to, to turn, turn around. Yeah, turn, yeah, to, yeah, he was like, yeah. you gotta do, you, we got to turn around and come back. He just split it half and half, and the horse was already mobbing, and he yeah. overshot it by 25 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so by the time the horse was able to turn around, Slim was already back. Dude, yeah, yeah, just just a, a crusher, man. It made, it made a career happen. So we're going to ride it out on this. So Slim made good in his later years. He was eventually the goodwill ambassador for the poker industry and arguably the most recognizable of all sure. characters. He lives. He lived in a sprawling eight thousand square foot ranch in Amarillo with his wife. He had a family business empire of four Pizza Planets, three Smoothie Kings, and two Swinsons. 
Uh, that's few- some money right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the money. Yep. Yeah. Four Pizza Planets? <laughs> Four Pizza Planets? Oh, yeah, it's you, bringing in yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah. The Smoothie Kings are probably God still bringing in cash. God is in charge of one planet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have four, dog? <laughs> and there's pizza? Pizza so universe. A few ye- yeah, pizza universe. Yeah, it's the pizza galaxy. Uh, a few years before his death from colon cancer in 2012, a Texas Monthly journalist played a game of poker with him for a story he was writing had this to say about him. He said, pop psychologists tell us the reason gambling addicts always lose in the end isn't because they're poor players. It's that deep down, they're self-loathing weaklings who want to lose. That, that is may correct. Be, yeah, <laughs> for the most part. That may be so. Yeah, that may be so with some compulsive types, but it's not true for those who make a living with figures and suckers. It depends on what you think about yourself, Slim said. Explaining the difference between himself and the rest of us, he said, I like me. What I, I like what I do. I'm a dirty bastard, but my word's good. Mm. For Slim, gambling isn't an, an avocation. It's his profession, one that has allowed him to enjoy the steady financial success of a big city investment banker. He approaches poker the way speculators do the stock market, which he also plays. Don't worry about short-term loss. Look at the big picture, the long haul. Follow certain rules and procedures. Bet certain hunches. You may lose on one hand, but you'll win with the same hand in the next two times. Slim continued to play in big tournaments, though. In some ways, modern poker seems to have passed guys like him by. In the old days, fewer than a dozen would play for the World Series title in Las Vegas. It still had its own small-town sleazy charm. Now Vegas is a huge entertainment complex. Poker is big business. Last year, 631 players completed, competed for the championship. 13 former winners, including Slim, were bounced long before the final rounds. As he said, these news guys learned how to play watching a computer or reading books. They play like robots. But Slim still makes big bets. Uh, him and his, uh, some associates won more than $500,000 betting on George W. Bush to win the presidency <laughs> in uh, 2000. It's not a bad bet. Yeah. It's not a bad bet. He's like royalty in Las Vegas. He got he got inducted into several Hall of Fames, including the Horseshoe Casino Hall of Fame and the Legends of Nevada at the Tropicana Hotel and Casino. Um these days, they said, uh, Slim mostly hunts, fishes, or hangs out on one of his ranches with his cattle or dozen prized racehorses waiting for the phone to ring. He said, I've served my apprenticeship. There's nothing anymore I'm trying to prove. I've slowed way down. You get old, wore out, you don't have drive or ambition. I'm at my best now when I can ride a horse and do something. Everything I can do on a horse, I can still do. Uh, he said that at one point, he said, uh, everybody told me, like, uh, yeah, he said he was a uh, on a riding a trail in the wilderness, and he fell and broke fucking like five of his ribs. He was an intensive care unit. It was he crazy. Said, a horse, a horse fell on fell on him. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They got the Christopher Reeves. He said, "I've always heard you have nine lives." He goes, "I calculated mine up. I've already, I've already used up twelve. <laughs> so that was as this guy said though. He goes, uh, after the game was done, he said I had about thirty dollars in chips and two jacks. Pretty good hand." Slim raised, I re-raised, he raised again. The last communal card gave him a pair of queens or a Siegfried and Roy, as Slim calls them. <laughs> and he beat he beat him, leaving him with two dollars. He goes, if I could have, I would have reached in my pocket for twenty more. Because he said Aww. he said he makes losing Yeah, he said he said he makes losing seem like a game. And so yeah. that's what yeah, when he got done, he said uh he's like he lost all his money and Slim was just like, Ain't that a bitch? Maybe another time. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. That's the story of Amarillo Slim, guys. Is, That's, he, uh, is he still alive? He's dead? No, no, he died of colon cancer in 2012. Yep. R.I.P. Yeah. All that shit talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get your colon. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, guys, that's the story of Emerald. So, Zach, thanks for coming back and doing this with us. I really enjoy this. Thanks for having me. We got me. one more of the series that y'all are going to see. Uh, it's getting close to the new year for y'all. Uh, and so also, I don't know if we have any shows coming up. It's a little bit of a while out. But, Kathy, you got anything for us? 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, what my shows are, but I'm at Kath Barbadoro on social media. I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive that comes out every week that you can listen to. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Zach, what do you have to plug? Anything? Um, go out and gamble. <laughs> Gambling. <laughs> Live a little. Gamble. Have a little fun. Live a little. See what you can do with a broomstick. We, Why uh, not? Yeah. We <laughs> talked about doing a dice game on this one, and I, I we, it was poor planning on this one. I promise by the, the last the last We're episode of the series, we, do it. we will shoot dice. I want to do it for the monthly Patreon. That's, yeah, yeah. That's Whatever y'all take in on Patreon, I'll put down. I'll take y'all's Patreon action all day. Yeah, that's what, yeah, it's like dude, I asked the I asked the uh the the um, Discord, what, what, how much we should bet per hand? And they are sounding, they're like twenty. <laughs> so like, we're going. Okay. All right, they 20. gotta give we're us, they gotta up those pledges Let's if they 20. want yeah, yeah. to be betting twenty. <laughs> Josh, are we Listeners, gonna be able to get hey. a dice cam? <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. We'll have a dice cam. Yeah, we'll Listeners, get a dice. An aerial join dice up cam so shot. we can stake some real money on this game. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. If you, guys, if you guys join up, yeah, you yeah. guys, if you guys join up, if we get. Because I'm not we'll betting. We'll have to talk about I'm this off air, Pat. Pat. Don't I'm make betting, any promises. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm not just betting, Pat. I'm betting the entire Life He's Steel <laughs> fan base, and I'm challenging y'all. All right, we'll hear with the details out of the Discord. Figure it out, <laughs> guys. I'm on. Uh, we are on. Uh, we're on. Um, Instagram, we're at Light Sheet Steel Podcast. We're on TikTok at Light Sheet Steel Podcast. And we're also on YouTube. Check with us. I'm on uh, everything at PZTX, P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. Please, yeah, come talk to us. Have fun. Be safe. Be smart. I hope your 2024 is amazing and it gets off to a great start. But in the meantime, be safe, be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.